Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. What's up, guys? Uh, welcome back. New episode. New episode. Uh, something we never talked about yet. No, and it should be an interesting one. of One of those ancient debates, if That's we true. want, right? Those are always the best. Like yeah. stuff that you're like, hey, we were talking about this stuff 2,000 years ago and we never stopped. We're still doing that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about the possibility of existence, we can say, of something that we call innate ideas. Innate ideas. What are those things? Where did they come from? <laughs> what are those things? So there's two parts, <laughs> right? <laughs> Innate mm-hmm. and idea. Correct. Maybe let's start with the idea part. Okay. What even is this thing that we call an idea? Or what do people typically think? I think, well, I assume that people think uh, of ideas as things that are in our head, right? Mm. Things that develop in our head. Mm-hmm. somehow sometimes use a synonymous with concepts or um, I don't know some mind stuff I guess I think that's true I think probably people do you think people have this um, pragmatic tendency to associate the word idea with an idea on how to do something like there's a problem and you go I have an idea that's a way in which they use it too but I think yeah. the more general I mean, maybe it's just me being unable to to detach from what we do, but I think that there is a lot of the idea is this thing that I construct in my head for a specific purpose sometimes, right? Yeah, to like solve you, a problem. Or, so the correct way to understand it is you don't have to have that pragmatic use. It's just a thing on its own, and you may or may not use it for... Yeah, that, I would say that that is the, the, yeah. the popular view. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that okay. that is the... So, necessarily it's in your head right so like so in your mind so they say so they say (laughs) so it's in your mind so let's look at a bunch of examples Mm -hmm. and see like what's going on there be socrates so um that means it has to do with thinking i was about to say is my question to you was, was going to be it's thinking of something an idea right yeah let's say if you're thinking of your wife you have an idea of your wife in your head, or is that separate? Is that something different? That's a good question. The reason I brought up thinking is because I was going to go, I'm thinking of a cup. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, I have to talk about thinking. So it seems like thinking mm-hmm. is the mode of accessing ideas, whether that access means constructing or discovering something that's already there or something like that. But it seems like there's no such thing as reaching an idea like touching it with something other than thought i would agree with that right okay um it's interesting you know we we're talking before about some uh, root of the words right and and uh, etymology and stuff like that and in greek which is what this surprise where the city uh-huh. comes from um yes they would seeing stuff right the with vision the idols right mm-hmm. so 
Uh, and it's interesting because I think it has to do with the fact that we visualize in our brain those things, right? Yeah, we prioritize vision. Uh, which is, to say the least, interesting in this case, right? Because it's, it's, an idea seems to be exactly the opposite of something that you can see because it's in your head, right? Oh, interesting. Because the things you see mm-hmm. are physical things that the light is interacting with your eyes mm-hmm. and your optic nerve or whatever. But when you have an idea, there's no eyes. I mean, exactly. you have the, the metaphor of like your mind's eye, but it's not literally exactly. an image. Exactly. So maybe what we mean is you have a, I don't want to bump into any complicated words <laughs> just yet, but it's like image S. It's visual is the way we pry prioritize it but it's not necessarily that because you can have an idea of a sound mm-hmm. or an idea of a smell or but, a taste but it's like you make a picture of it in your head yes the quote-unquote picture the quote-unquote picture right yeah our language is biased like imagination yeah, right? yeah image a nation mm-hmm. and i'm thinking if the idea is the connection with the, with the visual it's instead with the Again, we're trying to avoid words that are too loaded, but it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, with this representation, this visual representation you get in your head of things that are outside with this copy. Mm-hmm. But an idea, it is, it was supposed to be at least a copy of something, your personal copy of something okay. that is somewhere else. So at the very least, it's not the thing. It shouldn't be. Right? Because if, if I... So now I can say the word thinking. So if I'm thinking <laughs> of um, my teacup, and now I'm thinking of Christmas this one year when I was like 10, and now I'm thinking of, oh, the way this one song sounds at this one part, and now I'm thinking of like um, the way it smells when you're little and like your mm-hmm. mom would make breakfast and it had that thing. So those are all ideas. Mm-hmm. Some of them are images. Not all of them. Well, some of them are image-like. Yeah. They're the quote-unquote picture in mm-hmm. your mind, whereas others are like an audio snapshot mm-hmm. or an olfactory mm-hmm. snapshot, the fancy word for smell. Um, but they all seem to be quote-unquote snapshots of some sort. Correct. So they definitely, I always, when I talk about ideas in my class, I always say, when you look at the chair mm-hmm. and then you think of the chair, it's not at all the time the chair, the physical chair is inside your head. Right, right. It is, uh, it is rather your personal copy of the physical chair, mm-hmm. or you have your personal copy of the sound, of the song, of the smell, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's yours. Um, I'm wondering if this is the only kind of idea that exists, though, right? Can we have ideas of things? Can I? Is it possible for an idea not to be a copy of something? That's an interesting question. Are there? Do we have any original ideas? Hmm. Because you sense. you used the word representation before, and like yeah. that came up in club, and I yeah. always am like fascinated by that word because it's representation. So the presentation is the seeing, mm-hmm. so to speak, of the cup, right? Yeah. This, well, the traditional way we think about it, yeah. I look at the cup, and then the representation is the mental presentation. What pops up in, in your head? In my head, right? Yeah. And and not literally, because like you say, yeah. I always say in class, if I open your head, I'm not going to see, you know, yeah. I always say the ice cream sandwich or whatever you're yeah. thinking about. So typically we think of an idea as a representation. Is there any such thing as an idea that's an originary exactly. presentation? Yes. Is it just an original? Thing? Hmm. And I am not sure. It's... 
In order for that to be true, or and, and, and in this case, maybe mm-hmm. those things are concepts rather than ideas, because we conceive of them again. Hmm. Well, the idea with this, I, the fact that it has to do with vision and representation, maybe these two things. This is the way we should kind of separate these two things. Interesting. Well, do you think? I mean, do you have an idea <laughs> of what an idea that's a, not a representation of something that could be presented sensorily would look like? Uh, I'm actually thinking that what we were talking about in club is a good example, like numbers, right? Hmm. Or mathematical concepts. Uh, uh, okay. Those kinds of stuff, maybe, right? Because I have no visual of a number one, well, even though now I think of the way we draw it right but that's different right the concept the the, the, the idea of one or oneness and hmm. you know five or even even technically a, I don't know the idea of an angle going geometrical even right uh, not so much a triangle but an angle mm-hmm. but even a triangle you don't see perfect triangles exactly. like that's a Euclidean like hypothetical thing yeah, I mean, um, there are Berkeley as uh, Berkeley has some objections to this, right? Those mm-hmm. are just abstractions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the triangle is just we see so many things that look like it, and then we abstract this, and they're bad for him. Well, so I think that word abstraction is key. Mm-hmm. I think to knowing what an idea is, because I would say ideas fundamentally are abstractions, mm. because I think we can take abstraction to mean like. It's not concrete, mm-hmm. right? It's not something you touch, right? Your thing. You don't bump into the number three, mm-hmm. which is why threeness is an abstraction. Mm-hmm. I don't bump into the teacup in my mind, which is mm-hmm. why the idea of the teacup is an abstraction. So it seems like whatever ideas are, they're not a, they are not themselves Objects. a sensory object, Objects. although they may represent a sensory object. But what you're saying is like, does num- do numbers, for example, and, and we'll do uh, probably an episode on numbers, yeah. represent um, sensory objects? And I think my short answer, without getting too much into it, is they do indirectly, but not directly. And, not mm, literally. Okay. But okay. we arrive at them through... I guess, yeah. Well, to be continued on yes, that. Yes, I, I guess we we got to leave this. But thing. besides numbers, are there anything... Um, I don't know, because even if we call those things abstractions, right, mm-hmm. whatever it is, again, going with with word, right, you're abstracting something. It's mm-hmm. kind of you're taking from what is and you are kind of looking at it from. Right, ab, from like away. Exactly, from you're taking it away, right, um, which still indicates that ideas cannot be conceived without something that it's anchored yeah. somewhere. There needs to be something that it is ab from. Yeah. 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 And, but if that's the case, uh, and I think this goes into the the other side of this thing, right? aside from the idea stuff, it's is even possible to where do we get them from? Right. Where, where do, do they, they come, come from? from? Yeah. Do they all come from perception? If you want, they all come from the outside. Mm. Are there some? Some ideas that instead do not come from the outside, that we are kind of born with it. 
Um, and what does what would that look like? That's the question, and I feel like something that's kind of preliminary to that. I'm wondering is, do you think that all ideas, by virtue of their being ideas, are universals? Mm, what do you mean? I mean that so we have in metaphysics this distinction between the particular and the universal, mm -hmm. and the particular is the the concrete instantiation mm -hmm. of the let's say the form or the yep. idea or the universal, whereas the universal is the the shared quality amongst particulars that doesn't itself exist um, mm -hmm. in that physical way, but exists as the kind of category mm. or in a, in a formal way, right? Gotcha. Like a, a Plato sense. No, I would think, and actually this is a good question, right? Because we need, we probably need to revisit our previous definitions after that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say that the ideas are just universals. Okay. They need to be particular, right? Otherwise, how can you have an idea of your wife? How can you have an idea of the specific individual, if that's what you were saying, right? Hmm. They represent, they're able to represent, it's not that when you have an idea of your wife, all of a sudden she gets all the general characteristics of all wives, right? You're thinking specifically, particularly, or clear. That's true. I have a question, though. Sure. Because my instinct was to say that you can't have a particular idea. Okay. I think you can have an idea of specific universals, but not a particular. Because, like... Okay, go ahead. You want me to explain what I mean? Sure. Okay. So what I mean is, like... I think the universal particular distinction is multi-layered. And mm -hmm. I think it's more like if you had a, I always forget this phrase, like topography or something. Mm -hmm. I think you have a universal and then you get more specific universals and it doesn't get particular until the moment you touch it. So like I say car, universal, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's just an idea. It's a category. Mm -hmm. It's shared amongst all things in there. Um, but and then I'll say like Subaru cars, mm -hmm. and you say, "Oh, that's particular," but it's not because it's still a shared quality. Mm -hmm. And then you get more specific, and you say Subaru Outbacks, mm -hmm. and then you say 2017 Subaru Outbacks, mm -hmm. and then you say 2017 Subaru Outbacks at that one dealer in blank. Mm -hmm. And th those are still universals; they're just more specific. And it's not until you say, like, ah, you know, the Subaru in my driveway right now mm -hmm. is the particular. Mm -hmm. And so how I relate this to the, the wife example is I'm thinking, if I'm thinking of her, I'm not, this is interesting, though, because I get what you're saying. It has <laughs> to represent the particular, but I think my issue is, is the representation of a particular a still a universal but a really specific one in other words it's i'm representing the qualities mm -hmm. of claire mm -hmm. that could be represented hypothetically mm -hmm. across a series of people but in actuality particularly pop up in her it's funny because i i have exactly the opposite view right where oh. where everything is a particular representation mm -hmm. that's less specific <laughs> Ooh, wait, wait. So it's <laughs> so the actually, actually the opposite. Okay, okay. So you're saying that, you know, you were making the example of, you know, cars. Mm -hmm. And this is, and then you'd say Subaru cars, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, Subaru cars are 
a specific, particular hmm. kind of cars. Kind is the key word. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like it is a still a particular peculiar thing that has some specific characteristics mm-hmm. that are not the characteristics of all cars. Yes, it's more specific, absolutely. And what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, the difference between Subaru cars and Subaru Outbacks, right, is, yes, you're, I agree with you, one is more particular than the other, mm-hmm. but they're still particular, all of them. Even cars, they're not universal, mm-hmm. but they're like a subspecies of Ooh. Objects. I, I guess I would maybe this is an interesting verbal thing. I would say they're more particular like. Okay. And I think when I'm using particular, I'm using it in the strictest like tote te. Yeah, no, of right. Course, like of course. A this I, here. I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, um, but uh, but you know when you say when you were making the example, I was thinking, well, you can think of the same way the mm-hmm. other way around, right? Okay. Uh, but uh, I believe that it is very difficult to argue that when you're thinking of Claire. You're universalizing anything. Hmm. Okay. Uh, unless we don't want to say that a universal is just a collection. So uh, I guess we can explore this a little bit more, right? And I don't know if we should use Claire or some, something else, but <laughs> we'll, let's keep Claire right now. It makes it more interesting. So when you think of Claire, right, mm-hmm. do you think of the image that pops in your head, mm-hmm. is it always the same or do you think of Claire differently the idea of claire changes you know from today to tomorrow or from one moment to another i i would say there is the general idea Mm -hmm. and then there's the more specific instantiations of that so there's like the imageless idea Mm -hmm. claire okay and this is like the totality of all things associated with her mentally Mm -hmm. but then there's like me imagining her you know on the beach or like me imagining her on our wedding day or when we were 17. So I guess the, the question is more, so if I ask you to think about Claire and you mm-hmm. close your eyes and you think about her, mm-hmm. does the way she pops out in your head is always wearing a red dress and, uh, you know, such, such shoes or it changes all the time? Are you asking about like an archetype? I'm asking if you end up thinking of an archetype when you think about her. Do I have a sensory archetype of her? Mm-hmm. Because if you do then maybe it's true. You're universalizing some characteristics that she has and you put them all together and this is the way you represent her. And that's the her. one. Okay. But if you don't, then you're always you're always taking like mm. those Polaroids of her all the time and it's very particular, right? I would say I... Or it could be a mix of the both. I typically think of her face. Okay. Which is maybe a general thing. Okay. Because that's not changing. But you still see her with the same face every time. Yes. Yes. Okay. Independent of the fact that she might be the same expression, also, I'm assuming. Smiling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, that's what you want to think of, right? Yeah, no, no just her essence is smiling face. But um, <laughs> I think the point, like, to get over the possible verbal hurdle is we would both agree that whatever an idea is, it is not concrete. Definitely. It is an abstraction. Because you have to be taking it away from something. I guess I guess this was still up for grabs, but yeah. Okay. And then the next issue is where do they where do they come, come from? from? How do they, they all, get there? How do they, do they all come from from the same mm-hmm. type of thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what, what would you say is the traditional way 
that if people were kind of even non-philosophers if they were like questioned what do you think might they say today there might be might have been different in the past but today i can almost guarantee you that it is like they come from perception right they Agreed. come from the outside yep most people are like base level empiricists mm-hmm. Then I'm going to say that actually uh, psychoanalysis did, did help this um, this view that all all sorts of ideas come from from the outside, right? Especially when we when Freud started doing the interpretation of dreams and things like that. So things that even look more abstract that might be things that you think of that you Im- imagine without any relationship to reality, then all of a sudden we're told that those things, instead, they still come, they're representational, still things that you lived mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So the moment that goes away, then really everything becomes, in people's mind, you know, definitely anchored in in perception or stuff, their experiences. And, th- and this, this m- most closely resembles luck. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, so... Empiricism, for those people who don't know, it's this idea that, you know, all knowledge comes from sensory experience. Correct. Um, And so Locke has this idea that people are born Mm -hmm. blank slates, Mm -hmm. right? Tabula rasa, the empty canvas, whatever you want to call it. And your mind is just, there's nothing in there and it could have stuff. Mm -hmm. And the way that it gets stuff, so to speak is by experiencing things. Yeah. So you have a person, which we can call the subject for our purposes, encountering a thing mm-hmm. or a set of things, which we can call object or objects. And this object affects the subject's sensory apparatus in a specific way so as to give them a sensation, mm-hmm. right? Or a sense perception. It's like, oh... I'm looking at the pencil sharpener. That's the sensation, right? Or like I'm looking at the color of the door. The experience is the sensation. And his whole idea is like it's only through those experiences that you could then, uh, after the fact, kind of recall them in memory or imagine future instantiations of them or something like that. Exactly. And that, I think, is the general view. Definitely general view. Um, the problem is, though, is that true? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Does that really happen that way? Or do we have... Is, and I think what other possibilities are there, right? Where can mm-hmm. they from, come from? Um, we know that there is, uh, there's been a tradition that says that some ideas, they rather come from, you know, God gave us some ideas, right? Mm-hmm. They're put in our head uh, by, uh, by God. And uh, the, I think there's some abstract ideas uh, with that. the idea of perfection, for example, is mm. one of those ideas. Uh, you know, nothing is perfect, and yet we had this idea of perfection. Therefore, this must be coming from somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if it's a good way of explaining the idea of perfection, right? Comparatively. Oh. Yeah. Right? Like in relation to the imperfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so, okay. So let's like tackle this because there's a bunch of different competing notions of where ideas come from. You mm-hmm. have the empiricist one, mm-hmm. which is most basic. And now it's like, what potential challenges might you 
encounter if you're an empiricist and mm -hmm. what alternatives you exist. Mm -hmm. And you're saying one alternative is that there is this idea of perfection, for example, mm -hmm. and some people say this idea isn't something gained from experience, but it's just in you. Yeah. Right. It's like Descartes was one of these yeah, people. Correct. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Okay. Because when I think of innate ideas, I think of Plato and Descartes. Mm -hmm. And basically, and he uses this to prove God. Right? Yeah. So, and this is, I think, what you're getting at, like in, in Meditation 3. So the idea is that you have to know perfection kind of a priori mm -hmm. because you know you are imperfect. Yes. And so you can only know if you're imperfect if you already previously had the idea of perfection mm -hmm. that you were not reaching. Yeah. Right? So this is one way you might say, oh, perfection, for example, this is not an experience-based idea. This is a, an innate idea. Yeah, you might think that. And um, the, the issue with this is, uh, is it possible, you know, if we have established that ideas are abstractions, right? Mm -hmm. Is it possible we, we are abstracting the idea of imperfection mm -hmm. and then contrastive, uh, con in contrast with that, <laughs> nice. In contrast with that, we think like, oh, what if all those this thing? What was what would be the opposite of this? And here it comes, mm -hmm. perfection, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea really is, is still coming from perception. Just you're just contrasting. You're just putting. Mm. You're just kind of reversing what you see. Right? So you don't actually true. You don't perceive perfection, mm -hmm. but you do perceive imperfection. Let's put it this way. Perfection is a second-level abstraction. Okay. So imperfection is the first abstraction that we make, right? Mm -hmm. We see that there is imperfection. If you know, To use your language, we universalize this imperfection, and mm -hmm. we have imperfection. And then from that, we abstract, and we reverse, and we, put it, we spin on its head. And this is how we get this idea of perfection. Okay, so there's, there's the things. Mm-hmm. There's the abstraction from the things to the idea of imperfection. Mm -hmm. And then there's the abstraction of the abstraction to perfection. Yeah. Kind of. Interesting. In the second part of the abstraction, you're kind of putting it on its head, right? And in this interpretation, perfection would then be a result of experience. Correct. Okay. Correct. Do you believe that to be the case? It's, I, and for this specific concept, most likely, I think. Mm. I, I don't think, now, are there concepts that are not like this? I'd, I don't know. We need to explore this. But I think that specifically when it comes to perception, to perfection, there's a good possibility. I think we do this with multiple things, right? Um, for example, I think that we are able to, in a situation, to look at what's happened, to perceive what's happening, and we're able to abstract from that and imagine, if you want, mm -hmm. and abstract from that and and imagine the situation as where if everything went the opposite way. We can yes, do that. Okay, okay. And because we can do that, I think that this is what we do with perfection with imperfection and perfection as well. Hmm. I'm wondering if what someone might say is that the thing you think is a an experience based abstraction uh, perfection. Mm-hmm actually isn't because you could only make that experience space abstraction because you already have the innate ideas of difference mm. and sameness and so really what you're doing is you're not abstracting from 
the per- the perception to have an idea of imperfection you're abstracting from the perception to have an I- a representation of the perceptions and then going ah but what if it wasn't that and then so you already have difference and sameness kind of built and, into you and that's something that maybe we we can explore right but that will make not perfection the innate idea but rather sameness that's right and sameness and difference which is different right yeah uh Possibly, yes, I, I, and, and that would be the critique, I think, of yeah. the perfection thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can, I, I can be. I'm more persuaded by the fact that things like same, sameness, and difference might be innate ideas, mm-hmm. rather than being convinced that a specific concept like perfection is. Hmm. Okay, that I don't buy. The, this is one of those. This is the part of the card that I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, man. Because what he does, so for people listening, is he mm-hmm. says like, huh. You know, I am imperfect, so there must be something perfect, mm-hmm. right? And so if there's something per- – things that are less have to come from something that's exactly. more. It can't be the other way around. And so if you kind of trace this back, there must have been something that was the origin of me mm-hmm. that was more than me. And if you go all the way back, there needs to be something that was more than everything. Oh, you have to have perfection. Okay, there's God. Correct. Correct. That's so. and that's like uh, I don't know because mm-hmm. we I think we are able to do this operation. That he says is impossible, right? Mm. To derive l- more from less and less from more, and th- I don't mm. think that we had the tools, we had the mental tools to do that. And I think he knew that too. But and and by the way, that would mean he would say not only perfection is innate, but God, God is innate is as innate. well. Yeah, yeah. And you know the idea of God again. You can imagine something bigger than you. Mm-hmm. you I think we always do. What if there was a huge bottle? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can always we always do that. We we build those things. For, for That's true. <laughs> we we have made those 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 leaps, right? Uh, but yeah, I think that that is interesting uh, to start thinking of the idea that there might be some more general concepts that we really don't gain from anything else mm-hmm. from anywhere else. They're not um, necessarily coming from perception. Mm-hmm. And you were saying you were mentioning two of them, like sameness, right? Um, can we call it identity, or is it different? Too, you'd say that's because I'm assuming. Question. I'm thinking of the the Heidegger thing we read the other day. <laughs> so let's say, let's make it very basic. Well, I was going <laughs> to say difference and non-difference, but I think better is is and not is. That's the simple one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we can keep this it and sa- not this. Okay. This. Okay. Let's stick with sameness and difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's be so sameness and difference. Uh, can you think of anything? Uh, any others that might be innate? Mm-hmm. Like on the same kind of page as this too? I was going to get weird <laughs> because you might say sameness and difference are both derivatives of the concept of being. Okay. Because sameness is being <laughs> the same and difference is being different okay. or not being the same. So you might have is. So does that mean, though, that sameness mm-hmm. and difference mm-hmm. are not innate ideas, but they are ideas that we derive from the perception of this thing that you call being? It could be. Okay. Or they could still be innate. <laughs> Okay. But innately derived from the more fundamental idea of this of being. is such a simple thing with perceiving stuff and abstracting. Right. We're we're all the way to being now. We all the, isn't, aren't we always? <laughs> exactly. 
So, uh, but you think that they still can be? It could be. And by the way, like, so this, I feel like this is going to be, people might be like, well, what do you mean innate? Mm-hmm. I think that's tricky because do you mean like you are born with these ideas, right? Mm-hmm. That's one way of thinking about mm-hmm. it. Maybe you're not born with them, but you're born with the potential for them. Maybe you're not born with the ideas, but you're born with like the structure of how ideas can be, mm-hmm. right? So like, what exactly do we mean? And I think that that is the fundamental question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that generally speaking, it is very hard for me to conceive of innate ideas that are specific. Okay. Meaning that they are, that they exist in actuality. Yes. Okay. So you're saying you can't have an idea that's innate, but also corresponds to something empirical. Correct. Okay. But also, it is very hard for me to think that even things like sameness and difference, because they have a specific content already, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For them to be innate. I think that there is something to the potentiality stuff there, rather. Mm. I think that we have innate the ability to conceive of these things. But the things themselves, I don't know. Okay, so your position right now is maybe there's innate ingredients for ideas. Mm Mm-hmm. Innate idea ness, but not innate actual ideas, because an idea is like a construction using the ingredients. Yes. Okay. So let me. I'm gonna use I, I'm gonna use Chomsky for this. I'm gonna okay. use uh, Noam Chomsky, linguist, philosopher, so on. So he says something about the structural language mm-hmm. and grammar, right? Specifically, he says, you know, we are all born or languages. We are all born with the potential to learn all languages, right? And then depending what we are familiarized with, then we develop the ability to speak that specific language, which activates, each specific language activates specific traits, right? Think of a switchboard, right? I think that we are born with a switchboard, but then the specific switches that we turn on, they do depend on what we encounter, right? So, for example, uh, we are able to speak Chinese. If you were born in, in America and brought to China um, at the age of six months, you will be speaking Chinese right now, right? Mm-hmm. Because you had the ability to learn Chinese. Correct? Yes, absolutely. But that is all there is. It's just this ability. You don't have, there's no innate English. There's no innate Chinese. Okay. But there is innate Language. Linguisticality or something. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's just a universal grammar mm-hmm. that we all share. And the evidence that they bring up for this, which is interesting, is like kids will say things that they didn't hear. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And the things that they will say will follow some kind of rule that, that they there. haven't like consciously thought about. Exactly. But, it's, but it is allowed by the switchboard that they have. Yes. Okay. So... That I can get on board with. This is what I'm saying. Even sameness and difference, I think that they're, you know, they're switches that we can 
we can you know some people um, mm. we I can think of 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 a culture for example let's go back to numbers for a second which is probably easier than saying this difference right now it's less abstract I can think of a language where there is the concept uh, of a, of a system or a cultural system where there is the concept of one mm-hmm. and then there is the concept of two and then there is the concept of many not necessarily three four five right so multiplicity duality and uh, oneness or whatever you want to call it does that mean that oh mathematics is arbitrary I'm stuck with the, with the math things from club yeah, yeah. Uh, no it doesn't uh, it just means that we had the potentiality in our mind to develop mathematical concepts and then mm. the way we develop it might be different everywhere else okay so I think again that the potential aspect of it might be innate. We might have a structure, an innate structure that allows us to develop certain ideas, but the specific ideas, I find it hard to actually. Oops. So you have innate tools. Yeah. Okay. Not you. You don't seem convinced by this. No, I actually agree with you. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just <laughs> trying to try to play devil's advocate and think, you know, not to be boring. But, but that's. I mean, I think that's. I guess it's a question of a what the tools are, right? Mm-hmm. That's like an avenue to explore. Absolutely. Or B, is there anything more than the tools? And that's you know, I, the problem is I cannot think of anything. Mm. Can you? And again, the fact that we agree is not good because we're not going. <laughs> it means that we're not we're not going to to. Well, so okay, but even even to believe in the innate tools mm-hmm. is already to abandon the blank slate thing, right? It's Abs- already yeah. not to be an empiricist. No, uh, right? I'm, which I'm definitely not. So which yeah. <laughs> okay, so one might ask you. So I'll like pretend, you know, yeah, I'm someone. Sure. So are you telling me that babies already have the mental tools to do these things? They have the potential to develop it. It's like genes, right? Genes need mm-hmm. to get activated. You have the potential to develop that celiac disease right mm-hmm. but if you don't He's speaking about himself if you <laughs> if you never eat wheat yeah that celiac disease is not gonna be there you know what i mean it's it's okay. just it's just not gonna never gonna develop you need to trigger the reaction in order for you to to have that right okay you now in the case of babies though mm-hmm. is it like the potentiality of a potentiality what do you mean because they don't okay to have the language capability, to go back to that, for example, mm-hmm. to have that like innate linguistic framework, mm-hmm. does that first? I mean, does that first require? Um, I will avoid saying words that you don't like, such <laughs> as self and or soul, <laughs> and say mental interiority. And in which case, since babies don't yet have mental interiority, is it like they have the potential? for the thing that can potentially have this thing. And, and and if you're talking about potentialities of potentialities, like I can imagine someone being like, what? Like there's nothing actual there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's like your water whiskey thing, to go back to that. There you go. Yeah, can you explain that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you on this no, spot. No, that's fine, no problem. Um, so I was asking the other day, Anthony and somebody, uh, another another colleague of ours, uh, Anthony, uh, no, Anthony, sorry. 
Jonathan. Imagine. To Anthony and Anthony. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and Jonathan. I was I was telling them that the night before I was um sitting in my house mm-hmm. um and I was drinking a little bit of uh whiskey. And all of a sudden I started thinking like one normally would do. <laughs> Uh, oh, whiskey. Well, what is it made of, right? And I'm thinking of grains and water mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm starting thinking like, oh, there cannot be no whiskey if there were no water, obviously, right? But then I started thinking, does that mean that in water somehow <laughs> there is whiskey? This is so because funny. otherwise, you know, how can this, how can there be whiskey? Mm-hmm. With, I cannot, there not be whiskey without water and not being whiskey within the water. There must be something there. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't, you know, get off my mind. So the next day I asked them, and they were like, "Whoa, actually, yeah." And what we came to, I think, was something like the water doesn't have whiskey in it, but it has the potential to become whiskey given certain conditions. Which Aristotle will say that means that there is already whiskey there, which is so interesting, right? This thing, it's, it's getting more interesting. Than Which is like, then you just say everything is in everything. Maybe. 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 Oh, but I don't think that, I think the baby has the potentiality of, for language, like, from the get-go. It's, there's okay. no potentiality or potentiality. It's like, the switchboard is there, then you need the physical tools to develop, and then you, which is like, we can imagine as the plug, mm-hmm. the, you know. You just plug the board and it starts working. And so potentiality, it's never like, what I say this? It's never a mere potentiality. Like, it's not like the potentiality for actuality. It's like there is an actuality, i.e. the switchboard in the mm-hmm. mind. And this actuality has the potential to, to go off in certain ways. Correct. That's depending on experience. That's what right? I would think. So this is one thing that people might be thinking is... um. Like, I feel like students always, you know how sometimes we talk about things and they're like very nuanced and down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. and someone will be like, oh, so like this? And mm-hmm. they'll say something very basic. So the thing that someone would say now is, oh, so like nature, nurture? No. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is they might say, oh, are you having a debate about whether you have ideas naturally mm-hmm. or whether you gain ideas through experiential nurture? And I think to use that framework, you would say the empiricists would be the hardcore, quote-unquote, nurture people, whereas the innatists would be the hardcore nature people. And yeah. I think... What I, I think Descartes would be. Descartes would be. And I think what you're saying, which I think is the dominant position, which is you can't really think about it in terms of just one, mm-hmm. because even if there's a switchboard that is in you naturally... Mm-hmm that can make you have certain ideas and not have certain ideas. How the switchboard functions is dependent on like the things it encounters. Correct. So the two things need to work together. So there is a nature, but the nature, how the nature unfolds depends on the experiences. Yes. So it's, it's quote unquote nature and nurture. You cannot be. Yeah. And that's, but that's already to not be an empiricist because you're saying there's something there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that is probably the the most reasonable way of thinking about this. Agreed. Uh, and um, at least that's what we would what we would think. Um, I'm wondering if I'm wondering if there are 
if it's possible to have a more extreme position when it comes to uh, to the switchboard thing, right? Like to have actual ideas in you. Yes, yes, and but which to me doesn't make sense, right? I think it's it's very hard to uh, to do that. Uh, but I think, and this might be something where maybe we disagree. Um, maybe I'm wondering if those logical the, the laws of logic, like these laws of thought, mm. right? Are they also potential, or are they actually in there? Right? Are they are they the switchboard? Right. Are they the switchboard or an idea? Or are they an idea? Right. So this, you have law of identity yep. that A is A. Non-contradiction that A is not not A, mm-hmm. or it or you might say that. it could not be the case that both A and not A. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, the law of excluded middle, which is it's either A or, or not B, A. Or, or not A, yeah. So are those ideas or are those and if, r- rules for ideas? And if there are ideas, are they innate mm. or do we gain them from something? Because, again, if they're acquired mm-hmm. – that means they're not natural, right? Yeah. They're just acquisitions. They're yeah. not they're not in the they're not what we what they're not what makes us human, which sometimes we claim, right? Which they're not what makes our mind works that way necessarily, mm. right? Oh or are they just innate ideas that exist? Well I'm well they're definitely innate. I would say the the question about whether they're a framework or an idea is an interesting question, but either way, I would say they're definitely innate because you can't not think within those parameters, right? Like it's it's if literally you're, impossible. If you're a human being, at least, or is it, or is it a mm. law of nature in general? Because that is, the I'm inclined to say it's a law of consciousness. So, whenever it is a conscious being, there are those laws need to be there yeah like that like you're just describing the boundaries of consciousness basically okay let's pick a non-conscious entity being okay, uh, alive possibly not a chair wait that's <laughs> tough now because someone could say like well an animal's conscious and then i say what about a plant and they go no well plants are conscious and then i say uh i don't know an amoeba <laughs> like but i'm saying can we do you think the plants are conscious <laughs> hmm this might be polarizing here. <laughs> I would say that plants have they must necessarily have proto consciousness at the very least. Okay. Do plants have ideas? No. Do plants have the laws of thought? No, because they don't have thoughts. But like do they have proto laws? Because you're because you're trying to figure out like if this shows us whether they're yeah okay exactly. frameworks or ideas. I think maybe we should think about it and talk and talk to about I this. I think the next. maybe we should cut it because we we could talk about this, but also talk about what specific innate ideas there might be that mm-hmm. people have said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe comebacks from empiricists, and also what people usually think of when they think of innate ideas because i feel like there's something that happens in classes that we haven't mentioned that's has to do with how babies function mm-hmm. um but yeah we'll can we'll to be continued to be continued all right all right see, see you yeah. later <laughs>